0: Yes, odds, What is going on? Welcome to seasons five, episode four of the Troy Sports Pod. In this episode, we are joined by the new and two-time 800 meter national champion John FitzSimons. And um, unfortunately, at the weekend, I didn't get the opportunity to interview John as he was really busy with the presentation and all the races rolled over really quickly. And, of course, he took the win at the Martin Games, um, I think, two or three weeks prior to the National Championship. So, when I didn't get the interview him at either of those events, I knew I had to get him on the podcast to have a chat. And I'm really, really happy that I did because John is um, an amazing runner, but he's also a really, really great guy to talk to. Of course, like I said, he placed first in the National Championships last weekend in a pretty stacked field that consisted of Andrew Cosgren, who's been in amazing form. This year. John and I talk about everything from his early career to now that he's heading over to Budapest to the World Championships and um, in a couple of weeks that are kicking off on the nineteenth of August. He is continuing his training at home. He's now heading over to a training camp. So John and I talk about his current training and as well as everything he's been through, like placing third in the European um, indoor championships in 2017. So, John has a re- has had a really, really great career up until this point. We dabbled into some injuries that he has suffered with as well. Um, but really, really can't wait for you guys to listen to this episode of the podcast. And can't wait to see John race over in the 800 meters in Budapest. So, keep an eye out for John when you're watching the races over there. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I want to give a big shout out to the sponsor of the channel and of the podcast, Mini Athletics. Noel Fergus from Mini Athletics has been on the podcast before talking about everything Mini Athletics is trying to do over here in Ireland. Noel is the Irish ambassador for Mini Athletics that are officially based over in the UK. The links to Mini Athletics Instagram and Noel's Instagram and the Mini Athletics website are all down in the description below. Mini Athletics are currently based in Dundalk, Dark and Swords. But are always looking to, always looking to reach new places, um, and always looking for new coaches and new facilities. They provide birthday parties, and um, fun days, and um, days out in schools, and of course their classes that take part in Dundalk, in Dundalk, Drogheda, and swords. It's a great way to get your kids involved in athletics and. For them to learn new skills like jumping, running, throwing, and just getting teamwork done with other kids as well. So, like I said, all links can be found down in the description below. But without further ado, I hope you all enjoy this episode of the podcast with John Fitzsimons. That's all. So, we are joined with John Fitzsimons. John, since last weekend, you have become the new 800 meter national champion. As well, you are heading over to Budapest in a couple of weeks a lot has happened over the past few weeks for you but I suppose we're gonna we're gonna go from the beginning and, and work all the way up to to the present day in terms of your sporting and, and athletics career but I suppose I won't do you justice if you want to take it away there for a second and, and give all the listeners at home a brief introduction.
1: Yeah sure uh, thanks for having me Killian so like you said my name is John Fitzsimons uh, I'm a middle distance athlete specializing in the 800 meters uh, from Caldera Town running for Caldera AC. Um yeah, I've been running from the age of six, uh, with the local club here and just been uh, been going for the last twenty odd years now and yeah, I'm after making my first World Champs team coming up in a couple of weeks, so I really looking forward to that.
0: Definitely, definitely. Um now it must be amazing knowing that you have secured a spot and, and are heading over. We'll get into I suppose the um <clears throat> your preparations and your plans for budapest john are you a 800 meter advocate tell us about i suppose the the history of you and the 800 meter event is it strictly the the 800 you won't really go go up more above that
1: um yeah i would consider myself a bit of a one-trick pony now to be honest (laughs) um when i was younger i ran the 400 a bit for a couple of years just kind of under 17 under 18 but um yeah like i was decent but it was evident i wouldn't be a uh, like kind of world-class or make the kind of strides in the sport I wanted to so I moved back up to the 800 and I've been there since um yeah to be honest I'd like to try out other events a bit more but um normally if I'm stepping on the track it's to try to improve my world ranking or attempt to run a standard or something for a championship so the last two years I've been really focused on the the 800 I don't think I've really dabbled at all
0: and, and, and with your history in the, I suppose, 400 metres in, in, I suppose, the earlier times in, in your legs career, would the speed aspect of the 800 metres be where your strength lies? As you don't like, maybe I've seen a post as well on your Instagram that the 1,500 metres is 700 metres too long. Um, yeah. Would the speed aspect of, of the 800 metres be where your strength lies?
1: Yeah, I don't know. Like, I wouldn't consider myself to be an overly quick athlete. Like, there's a lot of 800 guys that would be probably quicker than me over 400 but um i i really do think i'm just built to run the 800 like uh i'm very economical around it kind of 25 26 200 pace and i can handle a lot of that volume and kind of workouts and stuff so i think my strength is
0: just um that that pace just suits me really well you know kind of a definitely and, and when did it become evident that you were you were as suppose, like you said built for the 800 and, and you made the the sacrificing that that transition over to fully focusing on that to and um, like you said work up the, the the world rankings and run faster times within the event yeah um
1: so it was really my first year or my last year as a junior was the first year i really focused on the 800 um I'd I'd had a couple of kind of injuries and stuff leading into that year and even during that year. So I, I suppose from the year or from twenty seventeen onwards I've really specialised in the eight hundred. Um and then even after that that year, twenty seventeen I was a junior, so after that year, the next couple of years weren't great and I had a long stint uh, injured through COVID. So um yeah, I, I'd say the last three years especially have been pretty good to me and I've kind of built on uh, just a good foundation kind of year on year and I've been pushing on year on year so that's nice um, and I'd like to probably get down a little bit quicker now hopefully in Budapest and get down towards that uh, Paris qualifying time while I'm
0: there that'd be ideal definitely tell us a little bit more about that that stint through COVID because you know at the at the beginning of the pandemic people had nothing to do except for to train and, and get out the door instead of being trapped inside to get out and, and and most people all they could do was trying to tell us a little bit more about that injury stint during COVID
1: yeah so like you said that was exactly what I was doing during COVID I spent about four weeks like running basically twice a day every day and the, the volume was higher than it ever had been and the intensity is a bit lower because you know obviously you couldn't travel the tracks and stuff so you're doing lots of longer sessions on the road or uh, like I live right on the Curra race course here so I was doing a lot in the Curra and stuff and I'd been running through a fairly dodgy Achilles, and it just been getting worse and worse. And um, just coming out at the end of the first lockdown, there were starting to get access to the tracks again. So I was going up doing a couple of track sessions, and they were just going horrendously. And my Achilles is an absolute ribbons. So um, I just called up my coach, Joe Ryan. I was like, "Look, Joe, I can't keep running through this. It's too sore." Like it was doable in the sense that like I could run as much as i wanted but it was just like you're running on like a six or seven or an eight out of ten pain like every day so um we just took a complete step backwards to try to get it right i was in with uh the institute there and ended up missing four months completely without running and missed out and like you know there was like a later nationals that year in 2020 like they ran it in september or whatever because lockdown was gone so i missed that and missed that season um and then got back running kind of that winter. And thankfully, like I, I wouldn't say it's a hundred percent, but it's it's basically a hundred percent. It hasn't caused me any missed time since. So um yeah, in a in a weird way COVID was almost a blessing because I I took that break knowing there's gonna be no races and stuff and it's probably the best thing I could've done for myself. And it's kept me healthy since.
0: Yeah, the 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 Achilles for, for many runners, even myself, was it can be a A huge huge issue and the pain that you felt was there was a kind of like a like a flaring up pain was there any chance of like an Achilles tear or 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 rupture you know if if you were to keep running on it
1: um yeah that's always the risk um I never had any tear in it or anything thankfully it was just I think the fact that it, it got a bit kind of swollen and like generally annoyed and uh I just kept training through it, but sure, you know, like, you know yourself, a runner's mindset, you just kind of keep going, if if it's possible to keep going, you're like, oh, I'll be fine, like, yeah. but like, it, it just wasn't settling, it was getting slowly worse and worse, so, uh, in the end, I had no choice but to stop, like.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely, and and look, like you said, it, it was a blessing in the scores, with, with no no races during COVID, and then, you know, the time you took out, and um, is, is, you know, staying with, with you now, where the the issue didn't get worse, and now you're able to run, and um, the way you did last weekend and. Um, yeah, look, sometimes, you said, it is important to take a step back, but runners are, are are persistent and stubborn, I suppose, um, and, and sometimes they'll will run through the pain. Um, you're, you're, you're heading over onto one of the biggest stages now in a few weeks' time, but take me back to the first time running in an Irish fest at all. I know there was the first time in 2017 where you ran in the European Champs, but take us back to your first ever Irish fest.
1: Okay, yeah, so... I think my very first Irish vest would have been, um, the Celtic games in 2013. So I would have been under 16 and it's just like a small competition. Uh, it's like Ireland versus Wales versus Scotland. And, um, they only do a handful of events. It's a real small team, especially at under 16 level. So I was lucky enough that the 800 was one of the events. The year I was an under 16. Um, yeah, and it was a real breakout year for me because, um, God, I'd never even won like a Leinsters or anything leading up until uh being an under sixteen and like I was second in the Leinsters that year in the whole lot. And uh, I just absolutely sent it from the gun at the All Ireland <laughs> and um won and odd oh, I was absolutely shocked and like even my family and stuff were shocked. It just it wasn't like part of the playbook at all. But yeah, I won that and that iron meter uh that first vest and then um from then yeah, I had a couple of like went to them other kind of a couple of Celtic games and Syabs and stuff and um then my first kind of championships would have been the European juniors in 2017 so yeah like like basically they'd all been at uh, 800 as well I think maybe one one of the school's champs or something was at 400 but uh, almost exclusively like making 800 or running 800s
0: Tell us, uh, from from that Nationals that year where, where you ended up winning that, as well as you, you, you weren't expected to win, even, like you said, your family didn't even expect it to win, did, did you take a lot away from, from that championships knowing that if if you commit yourself to a race, it, it can actually play out in, in your favour?
1: Oh, absolutely. And even just in general, like I wasn't taken running as seriously at that age. Uh, like I was still playing football and stuff um, when I won that, so... I suppose that was really the first race where I considered like oh maybe I could be good at this sport and um, I think it was after that that uh, summer I, I gave up the football and said give running a good go Um, and of course got injured straight away because I <laughs> started running away more but um, yeah really from then I decided like this is the sport I was going to give it a good go and um, like my mum was the, the coach in the running club and stuff at the time uh, a lot of my family ran and stuff so like, I kind of knew that was the way I was always going to go, but then, like, it's a lot easier to make that
0: decision when you're actually, like, going well and stuff. Definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, then, of, of course, you get a bit carried away and, and, and you got injured. What was that injury like? Was that probably one of your first injuries in terms of running?
1: Yeah, it was. And it was the Achilles as well. Like, that was the first time I hurt my Achilles. And I'd just been on and off from then, to be honest, up until 20, 2020. Like, I, I had a couple of other injuries. Like, but mainly they're all down around the kind of foot and ankle, and like ninety-nine percent of the time it was just the Achilles flaring up again. So, um, yeah, I've been quite lucky with injuries to be honest. And in general, uh, like I like I said, I had that long stint during COVID with the Achilles, but outside of that, like I've had very few. Like I've never had any serious like tears or ruptures or anything. So like I would consider myself quite fortunate, like, with the, the career I've had so far.
0: And then you mentioned there. Going over to your first Europeans in, in 2017, how did how did that differ from just competing in Ireland and against you know the UK against England, Scotland and, and Wales? Going over on a European stage, what what was that mindset sh- mindset shift like for you back in 2017? Oh, it was so exciting, man! It was
1: unbelievable. Um... Like, the other guy who got selected for the 800 it was also from Clare. Like, not from the town, but, like, it would have been from County I to Oda Race and the whole way up and stuff. That was Connell Hayes. So, it was so much fun to go over him because we were good friends and, like, we would have roomed together and stuff. Um, But, yeah, mindset-wise, like, to be honest, I'd be a real kind of relaxed guy up until I'm racing. uh, And then, like, when I get into the call room, like, I may act nice and friendly with the guys but in my head I'm sitting there going like oh, like I, I get real like an kind of aggro as in like you don't deserve to beat me today like I've <laughs> I've trained so hard for this and all this so um yeah by the time I got over there sure I'm thinking I'm going to win every race I'm in because it's, it's just the way I, I don't know it's probably a, a good way to think Um, but then sometimes you get a bit carried away in the races and stuff like uh, but yeah so I was going into each round thinking like I can do this like I'll I'll get in. I get stuck in. I'll win it. Like and I made it through the rounds. Made it into the final, which is a bit of a shock, really, because I was one of the slower guys in the field and uh, ended up scraping the bronze. For sure, a hundred years ago, I was convinced I had the thing won, and then I <laughs> fell apart. And I barely held on to bronze, but um, yes, yeah, so that was the first like big kind of uh achievement I had in the sport, um. It's still, probably in my crown moment. Uh, to be honest, That's for now. But uh, I think the world champs will trump it now when I get there and hopefully run well.
0: Definitely, well. I suppose a, a bronze medal in your first European Championships is nothing to uh, to, to turn away. At. And coming away with, with the bronze medal, you always seem to have a, a good mindset in terms of going into a race. You, the fact that you deserve to be there, and you know, no matter who's there and what the situation is, you you do believe you can win. But actually getting. A medal on a European stage when it actually happens what was that like?
1: Uh, it, it was so insane it was crazy like my, my family had traveled over to it and um, even all the like the, it was a really big team that year uh, and everybody was just going crazy like we had a good chance we came away with three medals in the end and uh, it was one of the last races on the Sunday and like the last day so most people were kind of finished so they're all watching and stuff It was just it was insane like, I have such fun memories of it um, they really like cemented that this this is what I want to do. This is all I want to do. Like, uh, like I went did college and the whole lot. But like even going through college, I was like, oh, I just want to run. Like I want to get this out of the way. Don't want to work. Don't want to do anything. I just want to run. So, um, I'm glad that that's what I get to do now, and I'm blessed to kind of have to support my parents to just kind of live at home and train to the best of my abilities and see what comes out of sport. Like,
0: I Emily, mean, tell us a little bit about going full-time in running you know you mentioned you you kind of just wanted to get out of college while you were in there we'll touch on, on on college a little bit as well a little bit later on because um you did study um rehabilitation athletics therapy in um well what used to be known as as it carlo how does that play into you know i suppose you you performing it to your best and staying injury free does it does it come into into your running at all Oh, for sure! Like it was absolutely... it worked out very well that that's what I ended up doing in college.
1: Um, like, it's a pretty diverse course, so I've got a like a decent background now in strength and conditioning, uh, like different kinds of like you know, uh, physical therapy, massage therapy, and all that. So, it's definitely helped with my own knowledge of my own body and staying healthy, and just a general understanding of like sports physiology. So like, um there would be a lot of back and forth between me and Joe uh, when we're sorting out training and stuff. So it's nice to have an opinion and feel I'm not just like talking crap and I'm <laughs> like giving an opinion, like a worthwhile opinion. Um, And I, I think that suits me very well because i like to know what's going on with my training and stuff. Like if Joe just was sending me on, you know, a weeks of training at a time and there is no, there's no give or take or I was just doing it without knowing why I'm doing it. Like that would kill me. Like, so, um, it was good for that. And it's just, it was, like I said, uh, it's really good for keeping my myself healthy, um, keeping on top of stuff in the gym. And, and of course, like,
0: I got a degree out of it in the end, which is great. It'll, it'll be used when I uh, retire from running, I'm sure. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. And that process then between, Leaving college and and going full time running, what did that look like?
1: Yeah, so to be honest, Carlo were were really good to me. Um, like they helped wherever they could. Like they let me defer my work placement in the end to the following year, so I could kind of spread things out and train as as much as I wanted. Um. Sorry, what was a question about oh yeah, between finishing and going full time. Yeah, so, yeah 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 because of that there wasn't like a massive change like uh i was commuting for the four years so like obviously i had a bit more time in my hands i didn't need to travel up and down to carlow um but like i'd basically been training the same amount i think it's just my, my recovery now i have more time to recover and i can like if i'm absolutely wrecked, i can like nap during the day if need to be or like hop into i have the recovery boots here and stuff like that so it's more so just having more time to to get prepped for sessions and stuff like that. I'm still doing the same amount of training, but I'm probably just absorbing it better now because I've more time in between them.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. And uh, that has clearly paid off, like we've seen last weekend, and what's to come uh, for the rest of your season. Uh, let, let, let's talk about this year, maybe instead of this season as a whole. You were over in Istanbul for the um, the Indoors, European Indoors. You, you weren't compared to... Last weekend and, and the rest of the season to come, I suppose you weren't delighted with, with, with how you performed at indoors.
1: Uh, no, to be honest, uh, my indoor season didn't go too well at all. Um, I got injured in, I think it was maybe December, or maybe around Christmas time or whatever it was. I missed three weeks, but um, that was just when training was really getting going from the, the winter block, you all know, that kind of way. So, yeah. I, I felt a lot of the indoor season I was just playing catch-up and trying to... There was, like, a B standard I needed to run for the, uh, to make Istanbul, so I was kind of chasing that, chasing that, and uh, that was taking the priority, and I just kind of scraped it at the last chance uh, of running it. So it was great that I got to go to Istanbul, and, like, I got over there. I, I gave it as good a, a crack as I could have, but I definitely wasn't in the shape I needed to be. Um, It's just the way things panned out. Like, I knew if I could say healthy, between Istanbul and outdoors, I'd go a lot better and uh, kind of went away on camp straight after Istanbul and uh, got fit, slimmed up a bit and was in just much
0: better general shape coming into the outdoor season. Tell us a little bit about, because personally I, I'd be a cross-country runner and, and a track as well, to, between indoors and, and outdoor season, kind of while that cross-country season is is going on, how how does your training differ during that period and that winter training to I suppose the depths of indoor and outdoor season?
1: Yeah, so I suppose between indoors and outdoors, it would look quite similar to my winter training. There's maybe just a little bit more intensity because you're like you're not too far away from racing in like, you know, March, April. But um yeah, like my volume says pretty consistently all year round. Like, I'd max out at maybe 60, 65. But then, uh, like, right now, like, this week, i still around, like, 58 miles this week. So, I'm not far off. Uh, like, a race week, of course, it drops, like, a good bit. Like, uh, a standard race week is probably 40, 45 miles. Uh, Session-wise, like, I get some sort of aerobic work in every week. I get speed work in every week. And then the intensity just based is based around races so if i'm racing in a week there won't be any real hard session and if i'm not we'll probably have one hard session uh, but yeah like our, our our training is very simple it's just um get your aerobic work done uh get strong in the gym get fast on the track with like real short speed and then uh sprinkle in the kind of the stuff, stuff in the middle like your a15 pace stuff
0: So yeah, so it's still it's more not it's such the 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 season than than it is. I suppose the racing schedule. Yeah, exactly. Like like our weeks don't vary that much at all. Basically throughout the year,
1: like maybe there's a bit more of an aerobic emphasis in the winter. But like for me, like I'm a lot more eight hundred specific than a lot of the group. Like a lot of our group would be kind of eight fifteen guys or, uh, maybe even some like five k cross-country guys so like I, i'd i get the aerobic session in with them once a week but the rest of the week is like like fairly intensive like like it, like i said if i'm not racing the weeks are basically the same kind of stimulus
0: all year round yeah yeah i uh, get you because that's that's something I always, I always thought was during you know cross-country season people that wouldn't even race cross-country and would would have a few indoor races here and there kind of what they're what they're up to but um, and it's it's interesting to hear that your your training is is more solicited around around races rather than the the time of year which i suppose come come hand in hand in in a sense and then your your season moved on from your your indoor performance to to your outdoor which obviously last year you became the you, you you won the national title in in the 800 meters but before that you won in the 800 meters in the Morton games. Tell us a little bit about that race and, and how that built your confidence going into the Nationals.
1: Yeah, so um the season had been going pretty well. Um I had been racing spectacularly but I've been racing really consistently like around kind of the one forty six low mark. Um and then we figured I'd enough uh points in my world ranking to go to Budapest. So we said for the last two races of the season uh, before world champs which would have been Morton and Nationals we were just going to race to win Um, regardless of if the race went out fast, went out slow it didn't matter Um, Joe said look just conserve as much energy as possible, focus on closing hard um, and basically treat it like the first round of a, a championship like we're just practicing like doing your best to be towards the front of the field at the end of the race basically so, that's what I did in Morton. Uh, weather was fairly rough all day. Now, we kind of got away with it. Uh, during, like, it was windy, alright, uh, in the 800, but it, it had stopped raining, thankfully. So, yeah, we went out with a decent click, but nothing crazy. And I just sat in the pack, chilled for literally 700 metres, and uh, closed hired ended up taking the win, which is great. And then, Just went out and tried to do the same thing again in Nationals and was able to pull it off again. So, uh, yeah, I've definitely learned a lot from even just not worrying about the clock and going into the races and just focusing on position. And look, at the end of the day, whoever crosses the finish line first is going to run the fastest time anyway. So, probably should have been doing a bit more of it during the year. But uh, at least I've learned a lesson before going over to the Championships, which is the main thing.
0: Definitely, definitely. How... how does it take the pressure off going into a race now and you can kind of just see how it feels rather than, you know, focusing and worrying about trying to get a get a time for, for situations like the World Championships?
1: Yeah, it actually does, to be honest, because uh, I was going over to these races in France and, like, you're, the the pace you requested is, like, really, really hot and you're thinking, right, i got to get out on this and, like, if no one's going to do it, uh, like, if no one else is going to do it, I'm going to have to front run. It's like, I need to do need to go through in this time to make the uh, time fast and stuff and like you're sacrificing the win and you know you're sacrificing the win to try and make the, the race fast uh, so like if I was to go back and rerun two or three of them races I I would just sit and chill and uh, try close hard and, and the season probably would have been a little bit more successful but um, like 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 I said it's good to know that now and it'll be something I'll probably try to do a lot more of next season Uh, and i think because of it if i'm fit and healthy the next season should be even more successful
0: definitely the times the the times will come hand in hand with, with winning the races as well exactly this this year was your second national title over the 800 meters tell us about the first national title we spoke about your first irish fest tell us a little bit about your your first national title it, it, did it differ any in terms of how it felt afterwards and getting that medal and getting that title, or did it just feel just as good?
1: Um. Yeah. So my first national title was. Uh, it wasn't last year. It was the year before, and um, I went into the race, the racing all the usual guys, and then there was like an an additional Luke McCann, the, the fifteen hundred specialist. So it was very similar to this year that you had all the usual guys, and then the addition of uh, Andrew Cosgren. So, um, yeah, I would have, like two years ago, I would have considered myself the favorite going in. Uh, and I felt a bit of pressure with that, but like nothing ridiculous. Like I don't think anybody else was putting pressure on me. It was just like uh, internal pressure I was putting on myself. So I wanted to go out and win uh, for like my family and stuff. And, um, yeah, it was a similar enough race to, this uh, this year's championship, except I left myself with a lot of work to do with a hundred to go. Uh, two years ago, and I only caught Luke on the line with about five yards to go. So I I didn't even know if I'd won it when we came over the line. We we're kind of waiting for the the official result to come up. So uh, it definitely didn't feel as sweet because it almost felt like I just got away with one. As for this year, I won uh with a bit of a gap and like I knew with maybe fifty yards to go I was going to win. So. Uh, I felt it was a lot sweeter this year that like I had almost proven I deserved a win as opposed to just like snuck it off somebody else. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Definitely, definitely. You had you mentioned that you had Andrew Cosgren in the final with you. He's been having a great season as well, and of course he's heading over to Budapest for the fifteen hundred meters. Were were you a little bit thrown off when when you seen him on the starting line for the eight hundred?
1: Um. Yes and no. I would say yes, because like he's broken new ground this year. He's ran three thirty, like that's world class. And we don't have that many world fast middle distance guys. Um like I'm running one forty five at the end of the day, that's not world class. Now I'm probably in better shape, which is great, but like it's all well and good saying that until you do it. Yeah. But then the other side of the thing is to run three thirty nowadays and the way them guys train, like you're banging out a hundred plus miles a week. And it's just that highly aerobic that I figured he wouldn't have the the wheels kind of for a, a quick 800 like I figure he would have ran a quicker 800 maybe two years ago than he would right now even though he's in much better 15 shape so um, like, like maybe I was just telling myself that to, to kind of boost my own confidence but um, yeah I figured if we're out hot it would have suited me better and uh, thankfully he took it out at a decent clip uh, and I feel that kind of race suits me. So it, it kind of worked
0: out well in that regards too. And there was the absence of Mark English, who's heading over to Budapest in forty eight hundred metres as well. And, um, you know, Mark, Mark is, over the past couple of years, has been a, a, a big name in terms of Irish 800 metre running. Did, did, did that boost your confidence even further heading, in, heading into the final or would, would that have even crossed your mind at all?
1: Um, to be honest, I would have loved to be in it because, like, like you want to race against all the top guys. Same with uh, my training partner, Keenwick Phillips. He's around one forty-five as well this year, but had to pull out due to illness, unfortunately. So, like, ideally, I would have all them guys in the final and just make it an absolute spectacle. Like, I think it would be unreal. But um, yeah, like Mark's unreal. You know, like Mark is four European medals, and I'd reckon. Chop my hand off For one European medal In my career You know what I mean <laughs> Yeah Like he's just He's so good Um. Now Yeah I, I think I'm in Really really good nick this year So it would have been nice To have him in the final And give him a real Real good run for his money But Look he can only beat He was there on the day And thankfully I did So
0: I won't complain Exactly No definitely And um, As well You never know You, you, you might You might see other uh, Throughout the The rounds In the uh, In the 800 In Budapest yeah, very true. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, so you place you placed second in that you, you got your second national title this year, obviously. Placing first between now and and last weekend. How how have things, you know, looked in, in terms of 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 your training? Um have, have things been really exciting over the past week, I suppose, um on just just under a week now. Um how how have things I suppose change what have you been up there over the past week especially with the world championships coming up
1: yeah so it's been a pretty fun week you know um, like a lot of people in the town and stuff would have watched the race so getting good congratulations and stuff which is nice and then a couple of days ago the team was announced like officially for world champs so like obviously like when you tick all the boxes and stuff you're like oh like I'm going but at the same time it's nice to get official word and stuff so that was great uh trainer wise, yeah. Um like a, w- it was about three weeks between nationals and worlds, so myself and Joe split it into basically two ten day blocks. The first one's a little bit more uh aerobic, higher in volume. So we've a week of that done there now. Kinda had a hard session yesterday on Saturday and I'll have another hard one Wednesday before I head away. And then once I head away, uh we'll drop down the volume for them 10 days and focus a bit more on the kind of speed side of things. Uh, we'll hit a real hard 800 meter session. I think we're planning on doing that Sunday. Don't have the details yet, but it'll be something that hurts anyway. Uh, And yeah, that'll be just over a week out from the first round. So between that session and, uh, the first race, it'll mainly be just recovery and a couple of light sessions you know, keep the engine running, uh, keep the speed ticking over and uh, travel in then as fresh as possible, and give, it, give the first round a good crack.
0: Best case scenario heading over to, to World Championships, uh, to, to your first World Championships, best case scenario in terms of your, your fitness, your confidence coming off and the, the national championships and how you think it's going to differ from the, the European Championships and the European stage that you've competed on previously?
1: Yeah, so to be honest, the European eight hundred meter running is really strong at the moment as well. So I don't think there will be a crazy change. Like of course, at the very top end, you've got a lot more like there's a couple of Kenyan guys and Algerian guys who are just top, top guys who'd run like one forty three, one forty four any day of the week. So you know you're gonna have one or two of them in your heat. But um like the guys I'm racing on the circuit. Week in week out, a lot of them are going to be there as well, and like they're they're not uh, unbeatable by any means. So yeah, the plan is to go into the first round and ideally get out of it. Um, like that would be great to make a world semi, and then the race to the best of my ability. Like you never know what's going to happen on the day. To be honest, um, like it's all well and good saying I'd love to make the final or I'd love to make the semi, but as long as I
0: race to the best of my abilities on today whatever the result is it is like yeah definitely but like making your 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 first world championships well i suppose you you mentioned earlier you know you go into a into a european championships so you're going into a race and in your mindset is you you deserve to be there and of course there to, to to be there on, on a world championship level because you know you're national champion and and, and you ran the time do you think there'll be much of a, a mindset shift there, maybe in terms of nerves as well? Um, I
1: don't think so, to be honest, because uh, I kind of went through all that at the European Outdoors last year, and um, I just got a bit too, I don't know if you'd call it excited or whatever, but I got a bit too uh, antsy before the race and um, made a move I wouldn't characteristically make and it came and it came back to bite me in the ass, basically, the last 100 meters. So um, I definitely think the last kind of month of racing has just helped me have a lot more of a relaxed kind of state of mind going into the races. And I'm just planning on going in and doing the same thing again. Like, it doesn't matter who's in my race or if I'm racing, like, some big names or something, it doesn't matter. I'm just going to go out and save as much as I can for the last 100 or 150 and try close hard and get that you. Uh, for the semi and then if I make the semi I'll just try to do the same thing again like I'm not going to change what's not broken you know last few races have shown me what my strength is in the 800 and it's just basically closing hard so I'm going to do my best to do that in every round I get into over there definitely
0: and the the world championships have, have they been the, the main focus throughout the season this year and um, was the a second national title the main focus kind of obviously the the world championships has been at the back of your mind throughout the year anyway
1: yeah to be honest the qualifying for the world champs was the main goal um like we'd been keeping an eye on the, the world rankings and stuff throughout the year and making sure I was getting into a couple of races that were on the the continental tour to pick up some bonus points and things like that um and again i said that the, the main goal next year will be paris as well to get out and if I don't run the auto standard to make sure I've accumulated as many points and have as high a world ranking as possible to hopefully make it there as well.
0: Yeah, that that that's actually one of my questions. I suppose is the world championships, and then how how that differs for for your goals and, and your aims to, to to head over to the Paris and in, in terms of what I suppose is is the highest level for you. Would 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 Paris stand taller than than the, the, the world championships this year? Uh,
1: personally for me it would uh, especially because I've never been to an Olympics I think making an Olympics in your career is just like unbelievable to be able to call yourself an Olympian would be class so yeah I'm going p- like to put all my eggs in one basket next year Like I'm not going to focus on indoors really or anything uh, like I, if I'm in shape I run a couple of races but like there's world indoors I'm not going to worry about that uh, everything will be geared towards Paris next year, and um, do do my best to get there. I think it it'll, it'll be a
0: career crowning. It'd be unbelievable. Definitely, definitely. And um, we know we you never know what, what might happen, and and how fast you might run over in the World Championships. That's the the next big thing. So I suppose Paris can can take the backseat at the moment.
1: Oh yeah, for the next few weeks, anyway, it's not a, a priority. Like I'm gonna focus on this World Champs and try make it as far as possible. If I get like if I run fast over there, that's great. If I don't, it's not a big deal. Um, like we'll shut down the season now after this World Champs. Take a couple of weeks, or an hour, and then uh, get ready for the winter season with uh, all eyes on Paris. Then
0: definitely, definitely. And a lot of the athletes I was talking to at the weekend, we're we're heading over to training camps. You 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 stayed at home for for the most part. Tell us tell us. Obviously, you're heading over to the. To the um, holding holding camp, but you know, for the most part, you've you've kind of stayed at home and can and continued your training after the uh, after the national championships. Like Andrew Coskran and people like Brian Fay as well, headed straight over to places like like Spain. I suppose talk us through that. I suppose process of, of staying at home until getting over to the holding camp.
1: Yeah, so uh, this year I went on like a two week camp to try get sharp for indoors, and then I went. Uh for like three and a half weeks after indoors, I went up to altitude for the first time to try that out, but yeah, I haven't been away since uh I've been racing all season, and then really this uh, three week block now would have been the only opportunity to get away but um, look, myself and Joe were happy enough we we knew the the holding camp was an option uh and there was only whatever it was eight or nine days between nationals and heading there, so like we weren't too pushed um there's only one or two kind of sessions I'd be doing on the track, so uh, as long as we got half decent weather for them two days, the rest of the the week didn't matter. You know yourself, you get out and do easy runs and the, the rain and the wind, no problem. Like so.
0: No, so the, it wasn't. Yeah, that that's what I was thinking, because the turnover between, like you mentioned there, nationals and the uh, the world championships isn't even. That that crazy in terms of how how many hard sessions you'd you'd get done at altitude, but like you said as well, if it's not broken, don't fix it. If everything's working here, you know you you competed in the nationals against a top class field. You, you even you competed in the Morton Games on a on a as well as international field as well, and and you came out as a champion in both of them races. So it'd be a case of of settling into just settling into the holding camp.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um yeah, we're happy enough now, like the work is ninety nine percent done. You can't get that much better now in two weeks. Uh once I keep on top of everything and stay healthy, I know I'll be going into the races in good shape. So um yeah, all's good there. Now we're raring to go.
0: Definitely. And 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 before we went on air, you told me the schedule of the eight hundred meters um specifically. For, for everyone listening at home do you want to just I suppose give it an update if anyone hasn't seen the, the, the full schedule on the World Athletics website
1: yeah of course so uh, the championships are starting the 19th of August and then the 800 is on the 22nd 24th and 26th all of them are uh, evening races uh, so I'll be out the 22nd uh, at some point I think it's about 20 past 7 or something local time
0: Perfect, perfect. Well, we'll uh, be keeping everyone up to date on, on the on this schedule and uh, making sure everyone at home is, is tuning in to your 800 metres. I can't wait to watch you and, and the rest of, of course, the Irish athletes heading over to Budapest. Um, John, I do appreciate you coming on. I know everything since last weekend has, has um, I suppose, been, been a, bit, a bit crazy. All Everything at the moment is really, really exciting for you heading over to Budapest, so I do really appreciate you coming on.
1: Oh, no problem, Kellyen. Thanks for having me. Uh, really good crack and all the best with uh, future podcast episodes.
0: Cheers. Thanks so much. And for uh, everyone watching and listening at home as well, I do really appreciate it. And we'll see you all in the next one. Bye-bye.